You are listening to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast, and this is episode number 48. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Hey, Star Chasers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. If this is your first time here, I'm so glad to have you. I'm your host, Monique Malcolm, and the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast is a show for creative entrepreneurs who want to leverage their talents, their skills, or passions to build thriving creative businesses. And I need to pause here for just a moment to let you know this episode is brought to you by the Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner with vision, encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends setting goals, a vision board, planning your day-to-day, and monthly review to help you get from idea to done. To learn more about the Visionary Journal and to order a copy, you can visit visionaryjournal.co. I also wanted to let you know that the Pimp Your Brilliance Mastermind is now open for registration. This mastermind experience combines one-on-one coaching, group calls, short business building lessons, and an ultra-private group for ongoing advice and support. And this group is going to run from February until July of 2019. So if this is something that you're interested in being a part of, I encourage you to check out the details and submit an application at keepchasingthestars.com backslash mastermind. All one word. Okay, so I just need to know, how are you feeling about your goals? We are several weeks into 2019 already. New Year is gone. I mean, at this point, I think a lot of us are having sort of a New Year slash goal hangover. It's like we wrote down our goals in our favorite sparkly notebook with our favorite pen, you know, the little gel glitter one. And we were so excited. We were so hyped. The energy was so right. We just knew this year was going to be the year. And then that sparkly, shiny, clean slate that we have been so anxious to get, it starts to feel a little dull. And that excitement is starting to wane. It's, I think we are realizing like, okay, this is happening. We're in another year and life as usual is happening. And I totally get that. So today I want to talk about the four essential parts of a goal action plan, because I think it's really nice to have our goals, our SMART goals. We talked about that last week in episode number 47, the breakdown of a SMART goal. And I think having the SMART goals is great. It's a great formula. It's easy, but where it gets difficult for people, it's not necessarily the writing out the goals, it's figuring out, okay, now how am I going to make this happen? And there's a lot of information out there that says, break your goals down into bite-sized pieces, and how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I think it makes logical sense. Oh, Sometimes we need more support, and we need a little bit more help in how does that actually look? How does that apply? How does this look in my plan, or how does this look on paper? So I want to do this episode today to talk about the four essential parts of a goal action plan, because this is how you create it. You actually, there's four pieces that you need. And once you have these four pieces, and really at that point, it's time for you to do the work. And that's the part that I can't actually help you with. I can't do the work for you. I can't make you do the work, but I can support you by giving you some strategies and a breakdown of how this all works and how it looks. And that is what today's episode is all about. And I'm even more excited because 
what I'm going to go over is actually a part of the framework that is inside of the Visionary Journal. All four of these pieces are actually built into the planner itself. So this works. It's not something that I just made up. It's not something that I'm telling you to do that I haven't done myself. These are the actual four pieces of the plan that exist inside of a planner system that literally hundreds of people have used and had success with. So this works. So if you are not already taking notes, grab a pen and your notepad and let's just go into these four pieces. And hopefully after we've done that, it'll be a lot clearer to you how to actually create a goal action plan, specifically the very first step, which is breaking it down. How does that look and what does that consist of? So I'm hoping that this is going to be really useful to you guys. It's going to help you feel more confident in your ability to take action this year and achieve your goals. So that way, in a couple months from now, like you're going to be celebrating and I want you to come back and be like, hey, it made sense. I did it. I'm so proud of myself because I want to cheer you on as well. So let's dive into today's first step. So the first step, step or part number one, should I say, of the four essential parts of a goal action plan. The very first one I mentioned a few minutes ago, that is having the goal broken down into actionable chunks. You cannot have a goal action plan if there is no actual plan involved. So this is the very first step. And I want to talk about macro goals versus micro goals. And that those words sound really businessy and kind of difficult. So I'm actually going to call them the bird's eye view and the squirrel view because I think it makes more sense and I love birds. Anyway, in the bird's eye view, this is your zoomed out view. This is your big picture view. So if you have your overall goal, you're thinking about the bird's eye view. What does that look like? And this is very similar to flying in an airplane. And once you hit your cruising altitude, when you look out the window, you can see the overall pieces of land. You Maybe you see a mountain range. You can see maybe some water, but you're too high up to see anything in great detail. On the opposite side of that, we have the squirrel's view. And this is your dialed in view. In the squirrel's view, you can see things with much greater detail. It's like being a squirrel sitting in a tree. You can see the house. You can see the street. You can see the grass. And you can see those things in pretty in focus and all of the individual details of those things. When you're using the SMART goal formula, like we talked about in episode number 47, you're working in the bird's eye view. To move into the squirrel's view, you need to actually break that goal down into bite-sized pieces that you can complete in a single sitting. And a rule of thumb that I use here is an actionable task. You should be able to complete that in two hours or less. If it's going to take you longer than two hours, break that task down into even smaller pieces. You want to be able to complete it ideally in one sitting. This should not be something that you do today and then you have to do more work on it tomorrow. Tomorrow's work is a completely different task. So break it down into two hours or less. I generally like to attack my goals on a quarterly basis. And that's how I have it set up in the visionary journal so that we are looking at things on a quarterly basis. Having the foresight to think about the entire year and plan the entire year, that's great. It's really beautiful, but it's not realistic for most people. We cannot maintain the momentum or the enthusiasm that long. So you need a much shorter time frame to work with so that way you keep up the excitement, the tasks don't feel too overwhelming or too daunting, and you're just not putting yourself in a place where 
if things don't quite work out, you're afraid to pivot or you're afraid to change because you've planned out the entire year down to its very last detail. That's too much. Focus on a quarter at a time. So taking my overall goal into account, I like to break that goal into three monthly milestones. And that is the key. So if you had a big year-long goal or goal that's going to take you six months, we're just going to focus on the next three months and we're going to break that overall goal into three smaller milestone goals or sub-goals. From there, once we have our milestones, so let's just say in the next three months, I wanted to book five new clients. So then I'm going to be thinking about, okay, what can I do in the next three months that would bring in five clients? You may need to do a brainstorm here. And mind map a few strategies that's going to help you generate some interest from potential clients. So maybe you are brainstorming, you're doing some mind mapping, and you come up with a list of five potential tasks. So maybe things from like a challenge, a webinar, you're going to do some outreach to old clients, whatever. From that list of five, you would pick three, three things. And each of those three things is one of your monthly milestones. Then each of those milestones gets broken down into four to five weekly tasks. So you see how you're moving from big picture goal down to actionable things that you can do on a weekly basis. That's how you're taking your huge lofty goal and turning it into something manageable that you can track, that you can do work on every single day without feeling overwhelmed and without feeling like I can't do this. The second part is one of the most important parts, and that is deadlines. So we just talked about breaking your goals down into actionable chunks, and now you need to assign these goals some deadlines. And I, this is where Parkinson's law comes in. And Parkinson's law states that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. And this is so true. Have you ever had a task that should have taken you two hours, but instead it took you a week? And it's not because that task was so complex or more complex than you imagined. You just failed to keep the work constrained to the time frame that you set for it. Or in most cases, you probably didn't even set a time frame. You just thought, I'm going to do this thing real quick. It shouldn't take that long. And then a week later, you're still doing that thing. Your goals will do the same thing if you don't give them some reasonable time constraints. And the key thing here is making sure that the deadlines that you set are reasonable. You definitely need deadlines, so I'm not going to tell you not to use them. You need them. But you need to make sure that your deadlines are realistic and reasonable for you and your life at this moment, not somebody else's life. I had this conversation with my accountability partner very recently about feeling like we're not making enough progress on our work, but also not taking into consideration the realities of our life. And I had to just give, tell her like, pause, I need you to realize you do a lot on a day-to-day basis. Stop beating yourself up on days that you don't get your work done because you have obligations with your kids. Like that's just life. And you need to create a schedule and timelines that work for your lifestyle and no one else's. It's really simple to get sucked into this idea that we should be able to do more because other people do more. No, that's not how this works. And I just going on a tangent. So back to what I was saying, um, your deadlines and your monthly milestones, they somewhat have a built-in stop date because you should have assigned them to a specific month. Aside from that, the weekly tasks, they should be assigned to the week that you plan on working on them. So let's say it's January, you've broken down 
your four to five tasks. Each week should have a weekly task assigned to it. So the first week of January, second week of January, so on and so forth. But if you want to get really, really fancy and really detailed, you can go all the way down to like date and time. So actually deciding ahead of time, okay, during this week on this day, at this time, this is when I'm going to do that goal. And that I only really recommend that for someone who is really, really disciplined and has that type of time in their schedule. But for most people, I think keeping the task assigned to the beginning of the week and then when you sit down during that week to plan out your weekly schedule, just prioritizing that specific task, like knowing, okay, this is the week that I'm going to work on drafting a pitch email to previous clients. I'm going to do this on Thursday. You don't necessarily have to map that out all at the beginning of the month, but you can if that works best for you. The third piece is having a system for review and tracking progress. And this is, I feel like, is one of the places where we can drop the ball and not really stay on track of like what worked and what didn't work. And it's really important to make sure that you're reviewing your goals on a consistent basis and even have some type of routine or regular plan for when you're going to do this. So that way you don't let too many things fall into the cracks. That is one of the reasons why we have goals. We make a plan. We're feeling really excited about them. And then something happens and we get derailed. And the next thing you know, it's been months since you've done any work on that goal. It's because you didn't have some type of review system or progress tracking in place. And it's really, really simple to do that and get so far off track. So a few things that I think that you should review every month. The last page of the visionary journal for every month has um, a little grid where you fill in what your challenges were, your accomplishments, things to improve, things to let go, things unfinished. And there's even a little space for you to give your month a star rating. These are really, really simple questions to ask yourself. You can do this in a journal. You can set a calendar alert for yourself the last day of the month to review those things, like figure out what parts of your tasks or parts of your goal did you not actually get done this month. So that way, you know to make a note of that and you can move them over into the next month. Making a note of where you were challenged or what what didn't feel good, what was hard, that's going to help you overcome future roadblocks. Accomplishments. Hello, we need to be celebrating ourselves as much as possible. So definitely you need to write down your accomplishments every single month. Even so much as like writing down on a week to week basis, like what did I accomplish? What do I feel really, really good about? And then I think in the same vein, also being real about what didn't work. What do I want to let go of? So that way I don't have these same struggles or these same feelings. Like what doesn't feel like it's working anymore and deciding Can you change those things or do you just need to get rid of them and scrap them all together? So a really good system for tracking and reviewing, if this is something that's more habit-based, a part of the system can be something as simple as writing an X or a giant check mark or putting a sticker on the days that you actually completed the thing. So that way, again, at the end of the month when you're reviewing, you can go back and see like if, if it was I'm going to post on my Instagram every single day give yourself a gold star. And at the end of the month, you can go back and see in your calendar, did you actually post every single day on your Instagram page? Yay or nay? Maybe you did every single day. Maybe you did more than 50% of the time. The point is that you want to make sure 
that you're giving yourself measurable checkpoints that you can actually go back and look at and, and get a good idea of if you're actually doing the work that you set out to do. So that is the third piece. The fourth piece is my favorite piece, and that is having rewards for hitting your milestones. Because listen, it's hard out here when we are trying to achieve our goals. There's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of things that are up against us that want to distract us from achieving our goals. And as I mentioned earlier, it's just really, really hard to maintain your enthusiasm and your momentum for an extended period of time. When you have a goal and you are in that bird's eye view, you're really just looking at the end point, the end goal. Did I hit that mark? But when you are having a goal action plan, you actually give yourself more reasons to celebrate and there's multiple opportunities to reward yourself and feel good about the progress that you've made. So I think that with rewarding yourself for hitting your milestones, that's a really good pace. So like every single month, you have not only made yourself a monthly plan, you have said, this is what I'm going to do for myself. This is what I'm going to get myself for achieving that goal, for hitting that milestone. And it's just really a way to keep you hyped up, to keep you motivated, to keep yourself moving forward. So when you're choosing rewards for your milestones, make them good rewards. Like don't do something that you would normally do. Like make it something really, really good that you're going to be excited about doing. So maybe you're going to go to your favorite restaurant. You're not going to go all month long because you know if you hit your goal at the end of the month, you're going to go to the restaurant and you're just going to eat your favorite thing ever. My current obsession is the new ramen house that has opened. So if you feel, if you have a food or a restaurant that you really want to try or something that you're really excited about, a dessert, make that one of your milestones. If you don't want it to be food-based, because they shouldn't all be food-based, but some of them can be if you like food like me. Um, Think about other things. So maybe let's just say you had a fitness goal, you've been running, one of your, you hit one of your milestones, maybe you're going to get yourself a new pair of running shoes to help you improve your workouts. Or if it's something related to your business work, maybe you're going to let yourself invest in a new piece of software to make your work easier. There's just, there's so many things here. The whole point is you want to make sure you're celebrating yourself as much as possible to just keep up the momentum and, and help you continue moving forward. Bonus points. If you tell somebody else about your milestones and they help you be accountable and help you celebrate, I think that's even better and that's even more motivating. But just make sure whatever your milestones are, it's something that you really want that's going to encourage you. It's going to motivate you to actually do the work. Don't pick something that you're not that enthusiastic about because guess what? You're not going to work that hard. And that's not the point. Those are my four essential parts of a goal action plan. And just to recap really, really quickly, it is your goal broken down into actionable chunks. So like I said, we're going from our bird's eye view to our squirrel's eye view and getting those tasks down to something that we can do on a weekly basis. Number two is deadlines, making sure that we give ourselves stops, time constraints so that our work does not expand to fill the time available for completion, because that's Parkinson's law. Number three, a system for reviewing and tracking our progress. 
some system or something that you are going to review every single month or whatever time intervals that you assign to make sure that you are continuously moving forward and you're not letting your work and your tasks fall through the cracks. And then finally, number four, rewarding yourself for hitting your milestones. Just at the when you're sitting down to plan your goals, make sure that you choose a few rewards that are really enticing, really motivating for you so that you feel enthusiastic about the work that you need to do and potentially hitting those milestones so that you can reward and celebrate yourself. So that's it. Those are the four essential parts of a goal action plan. And before you go, I would just like to ask if you enjoy the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast and you haven't already, I would love for you to leave a review in iTunes. Reviews are like gold for podcasters. They help us rise in the ranks Somehow, we don't know how, but they do influence the algorithms in iTunes. So if you haven't done that, please do. I appreciate having that feedback from you. It makes my day. Also, I want to ask you to help me grow the show by sharing it. You can do this as simply as sending the link to the show to a friend, one of your favorite episodes, or you can even do like a quick recorded screen snippet from your phone and share it on your Insta stories. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to, share it on your Insta stories, whatever you do, if you share it, please don't forget to tag me. I would love to see your tags and reshare them on my own Instagram, Insta stories. Either way, I am so grateful to have you as a listener. I appreciate you. I'm thankful that you show up here every single week and let me tell you all types of wonderful things and sometimes ramble just a little bit, but um, I appreciate you. And with that, I just want to encourage you to go out there and pimp your brilliance.